Hi, friends. My name is Paige. I'm Morgan. And this is Girl, Girl Manufactured. Manufactured. Listen or cringe along with us as we look back at music from the It Girls, wannabes, and victims of the tween idol industrial complex. Which icons broke the mold and which sitcom starlets turned forgotten pop stars still deserve their flowers? Our credentials were two queer millennials who were raised on aughts, Disney, Nickelodeon, and MTV. I work in communications now, but I'm a graduate of a performing arts high school <laughs> and a recovering singer-songwriter. <laughs> And I am a creative writer and professional advertising demon. Today we're covering Don't Forget by Demi Lovato. So Demi Lovato, I forget when it was, was like, I'm going back to, you can say she pronouns. Okay. So I use she and they interchangeably, like even in my notes, sometimes I use she, Same. sometimes I use they. So either is fine, but just because she uses she pronouns does not mean she's any less queer or non-binary. So just want to acknowledge that. Also, this episode, um, sadly, because it's Demi's life is pretty mm-hmm. tumultuous, mm-hmm. it's going to have all the content warnings, um, lots of different addiction, substance use, substance uses, um, physical violence, mm-hmm. uh, essay, the works. Grooming. Oh, e- grooming, eating disorders. So mm-hmm. listen at your own risk. Yes. Be safe and be kind to yourself. On September 23rd, 2008, Hollywood Records released Demi's debut studio album, Don't Forget. Demi started working on the album in September 2007 while filming the Disney Channel original movie Camp Rock. Have you seen Camp Rock? I have seen Camp Rock. I haven't. It's... We should me and Daniel, watch it. Me and Daniel <gasps> should watch it. When so Daniel is my sister Lee's boyfriend. Which, if you did not listen to the episode they were on, it's Olivia Rodrigo's It's so guess. good. I use the word like way too many times because I feel like I just devolve <laughs> when I'm with them. But uh, Daniel actually was like whispered to my sib like, I think I need to watch Camp Rock. It seems culturally significant or something like that. It is. And that just shows you how we talk about <laughs> Disney Channel and Disney stars around him, like to the point where he's like, oh, I got to see this. So I think when he visits, we should yeah. all have a Camp Rock yes. watch party. It's not very good. I, I, it's I, iconic. It's right. not very good. Right. Isn't the line that like piano is iconic? What no, she no, no, no. So <laughs> Allison Stoner is playing the keyboard. Right. And <laughs> like, it's like really good. Noise. Yeah. And, and Demi goes, she's really good. <laughs> and I feel like I did a really good impression of, of Demi there. Yeah. The, the camp rock and them mm-hmm. clapping and marching. I think that's from the second one, which uh, I haven't seen, but I could be wrong. Okay. No surprise here, Demi co-wrote most of the songs along with the Jonas Brothers, who also produced the album. Uh, There's also producer John Fields, but like how iconic to have the Joe Bros produce your album. And I I think you know this, that Joe Jonas was her co-star in Camp Rock. Yes, Mm -hmm. I knew that. Yeah. And and they had a thing. They did, but not at this time. Oh, Mm -hmm. Okay. I think Demi and Joe dated around 2010, maybe 2009, 2010. From what I could see, they weren't a thing yet in this era. And that reminds me, there's a lot to cover with Demi. Multiple albums. Well, that's why we're going to do multiple episodes. Exactly. So we're going to start with her first one. Otherwise, we'll be here for five hours. Exactly. So I'm not going to get into, you know, with what's his name? Wilmer? Yeah, that will come later. That fucker. But apparently Joe, he was also like 19 and she was 16 or something like that. Mm. So weird history of stuff. But anyway, 
I digress. We're going to focus on this specific era of Demi. Other songwriters include Cara Jaguardi. You may know her from her time as an American Idol judge. But she's oh, also is that a, why I know her name? Probably. But she's also just a huge songwriter, record producer, A&R executive. One, she wrote a lot of the songs on Kelly Clarkson's sophomore album, Breakaway. So like Walk Away and those big yes. hits. And she also worked with Christina Aguilera and wrote the song Ain't No Other Man. Ooh. So she's like a powerhouse. That's, okay. So it's huge that Kara was on Demi's album, but it was only for one song. And then lastly, don't forget features primarily a power pop and rock sound. And the lyrical content, no surprise here, because it's on Hollywood Records. It's addressing a lot of teenage and adolescent topics. Now, before we dive into the actual album, let's see, you know, what how Demi kind of rose to fame, what was going on in, in their life at this time, as well as what was going on culturally around September 2008. To bring things back down a little bit, Demetria Devon Demi Lovato was born on... Wait! You're telling me their first name isn't Demi? I know. Demi's such a great name. I, I know. And I thought it was like after Demi Moore. Yeah. No, um, Demetria, Demetria, whatever. Born on August 20th, 1992. So it's a Leo Virgo cusp. Technically oh. a Leo. Um, she's best known for her music, obviously. Camp Rock, as we said. And, and her favorite dish being a mug. And her favorite <laughs> dish being a mug. Classic. But I want to quickly touch upon her parents. Because understanding the intergenerational trauma mm -hmm. paints the picture or helps give you context as to why they are the way they are. It almost gives me Jeanette McCurdy's mom vibes. Ooh. Yeah. Not as bad. Okay. Not as bad. Okay. Not as bad. Okay. But you'll, you'll see the parallels, I'm sure. So her mom was a former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Oh, no. Yeah. Diana LaGarza. And... LaGarza? Yeah. And then... Is she her, Italian? Oh, I should have looked this up. I think she... I was like, I used to think she was just spicy white. No, I think she's biracial. I think someone... No, I her, think her... She's Mexican. Her, dad her dad's is, Mexican. Yeah. But her mother, Diana, grew up poor with food scarcity issues. And what do food scarcity issues? Oh, no. Diana has, um, has a memoir. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Everyone so has she, a fucking memoir. Right? So she puts <laughs> the shit out there. I don't know how I'd feel if I were dummy about my mom having a memoir. It kind of feels like I want to be in the spotlight. Well, we'll get oh, to that. Okay. So food scarcity often leads to or contributes to eating disorders, mm -hmm. right? And she also grew up in a Baptist church, which oh. Demi was eventually raised in for a bit. That's probably why she sings so well, honestly. Well, her mom... And the mom's siblings were singers in a traveling faith healing band. No. Yeah. Yeah. And the mom always wanted to be a country star. Oh, no. And tried to make it work, I think, even <sighs> when Demi was, like, really, really little. And it just obviously didn't pan out. Stop trying to live through your kids. She sounds like Monica's mom in Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yeah. It's not great. And then her dad, Patrick, he had substance abuse issues. Ooh. Yeah. Um, he was also physically abusive. At one point, he slammed Diana's hand in a door so hard he cut off her fingers. 
fingers. Yeah, multiple. I think multiple fingers. Oh and, my god! But thankfully, the hospital was able to sew them back on. Oh but like, she lied at yeah, to be like, to oh, what? it was an accident. And then he w- he would also lie about having cancer and shit like that. What? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was him and not the stepdad. Because Demi has a stepdad that I think is, like, a lot more grounded. Oh, okay. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, Patrick was lying about all sorts of wild stuff. Fortunately, they divorced when Demi was around two years old. Oh, okay. So, thank God. Still, Diana suffered from postpartum depression, regular depression, Mm. anxiety, and ADHD. So, a lot of stuff... And like I said, that's on top of an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And who the postpartum must be wild because she has, I think, three kids, mm. three or four kids because Demi actually has an older sister named Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then two half sisters. I think two half sisters. Okay. So, and of course, Diana thought all her kids were destined to be stars. <laughs> Plot twist, only one. <laughs> no. Wait, no? No. The And that's what's so awkward. I think it was like, then the other little sister. So Dallas, the older sister. This is another tale of sisters uh. of one of the sisters becoming more famous and it fucking everything up. So Dallas would go to casting calls and beauty pageants just like Demi. Diana was taking them to these things. And Dallas just was not getting the roles that other people were getting. I believe that the little sister was on Desperate Housewives or something like that. And poor Dallas, the eldest, just moved to L.A. Wasn't happening at one point. Then she was doing cocaine. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, Demi did make it big pretty early on. In 2002, when she was seven, she booked Barney and Friends. (laughs) with Wait. You didn't know that? Stop. I forgot. You know who she met on Barney and Friends, right? Became their BFF. Oh, oh, I know this. No, don't tell me. And then they kind of had a falling out. They grew apart when when uh, Demi was going wild and this person moved on to Taylor Swift and then Taylor and and she became close and then eventually this person and dummy connected again Selena, Selena Go- Gomez yeah Selena Gomez mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that was when she was seven so and wait, then Selena Gomez is on Barney yes <gasps> at the same time yeah dummy also appeared on prison break in 2006 and then just Jordan the following year then at 15 years old Lovato was discovered by Disney Channel during an open call audition in her hometown, Dallas. And she I made would have killed to have an open call in my hometown. Oh my God. Please! <laughs> I'm a star! <laughs> um, she made her debut on the short series As the Bell Rings in 2007. Do you remember As the Bell Rings? No! It was a weird era of Disney. Was it supposed to be like Saved by the Bell? Like I don't a, remember. A I, I, I think it was supposed to be obviously reminiscent of that for parents probably like oh but um they're trying to do like shorts i think in between shows it was not a thing oh like mike and who who's ever super short show Uh, yeah like like the little things i don't know i didn't watch it but i don't think 
I think it was short-lived. But it doesn't matter because that got her foot in the door at Disney. And their breakout role was Mitchie Torres in the musical television film Camp Rock. You know who else got their start like that? Vanessa Hudgens. Yes. Uh-huh. Very true. And actually, t- you know, all of them, but... The former film soundtrack contained This Is Me. G- great song. Yep. We will discuss that soundtrack at a later uh, date. Once, yes. I, once I see the movie. Oh, that would be a good special episode. Mm-hmm. Um, her debut single and a duet, obviously, with Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, it peaked at number nine on the Billboard Hot 100. So what? They were already up Holy there. Holy crap. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. That's impressive because the songs on this album don't chart nearly that high which is which is criminal criminal yeah because they're good right. and these songs are better than this is me <laughs> this is me um <laughs> but camp rock this leads perfectly into the cultural landscape mm-hmm. because camp rock actually was the cultural <laughs> landscape camp rock was culture <laughs> camp rock actually premiered in june 2008 mm-hmm. so a few months before don't forget was released it's always those summer hits they get the kids mm-hmm. and Demi was touring on the Burning Up tour with the Joe Bros. Ooh, okay. Before Don't Forget came out. So okay. she was doing her like warm up tour. Okay. And then, so imagine this Camp Rock had come out in the summer. Now it's fall, you're back at school. Yep. Demi's freshly 16 years old. I'm 15, so you're like 14. Yep. The number one song on the radio. Can you guess what it was? Uh, Lady Gaga? It's T.I. Uh, whatever you like. Yep. <laughs> and then number two. Swagger Like Us. No. Damn. I will tell you. Do you want me to tell you the artist? Yeah. Pink. So what? Yes. Yes. The n- third song, it's a little spooky. You put it on your, your Halloween party playlist. Disturbia? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. Speaking of Rihanna, this is still before his fall from grace with her. Uh, Chris Brown. Do you know what song? No clue. Forever. Oh, God. I hate that song. Well, hate him, too. But And then a song I continue to love to this day. It's so freaking fun. M.I.A. Paper Planes? Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> it's so fun. Jason Mraz. Oh, uh, what's... I'm yours? Yes. Number seven. Bubbly. (laughs) No, it has iconic violins, I think they are. Coldplay. Uh. Oh, Viva La Vida. Mm -hmm. All right. Number eight. Neo. Because of you? Closer. Closer. That's what that song is, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I need to watch Atlanta again because it's been so... It's been years now. But in the first season, one of the characters says that this rapper is like mom rap. And he's like, oh, moms need music too or something like that. It's mom rap? <laughs> Flo Rider. <laughs> so can you guess the I song? So low, uh, low. In the air. It's called In the Air? Yeah. Oh. But air is spelled A-Y-E-R. You don't know the song? In the- Sorry, now I have to play yeah, this for got you. Got it. Oh, okay. Okay, so that was number eight. (laughs) That was nine. Oh, that was so popular. Uh, Hearing that at at dances and football games. Mm -hmm. Number 10. 
featuring Akon. I I don't know who the person that is an Akon is. I just know what it is no an Akon song. Dangerous. Oh, uh, that Dangerous, so but it's dangerous. Cardinal 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 official? Yeah, something like that. I don't that. know. But they, yeah, I don't know if they are they someone or a, someone a less group or one person, I don't know. Someone less famous than Akon. <laughs> Because I just knew it as they an Akon song. They had a few hits, though. I only knew it as an Akon song. <laughs> they had a few hits, or hits around that time. But anyway. All right. Some other pop culture moments. You mentioned a presidential election coming up. Mm-hmm. Tina Fey returns to SNL with a pitch-perfect Sarah Palin impression. Yes! Uh, that was... Tina Fey, you know, is... But that was amazing. Yes, it was. TRL died... Oh, mm-hmm. yep. Lauren Conrad was still relevant. <laughs> what was she up to? I don't know. Probably having like a fake internship at a fashion house <laughs> or something. I don't fucking know. Um, the House Bunny starring Anna Ferris <laughs> was in theaters when this released. Oh my god! And it featured my teen crush, Tyson Ritter. All American. So, yeah, he, the lead singer of the All American Rejects, got his acting debut yeah. in that movie um i'm sure it aged so well so <laughs> the acting so and the movie so well <laughs> gossip girl returned with its second season oh that mm-hmm. i got gossip girl season one and two were uh, you know it's absurd like a ryan murphy but series. it's not ryan murphy right no it's not ryan murphy you know it's teenage melodrama yeah. and it was good and then after season two it sucked well in Entertainment Weekly in a September issue, Blake Lively and Penn Badgley Ooh. were the cover couple. <gasps> People say I look like Penn. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. And you just called him Penn like you're on a first name basis. I have we're never. Co- we're referring to Demi Lovato as Demi. <laughs> but Demi Lovato's Demi Lovato. <laughs> this is Penn Badgley. Most people know him as fucking Joe from you at this point. <laughs> well, people say I look like Penn. They actually said <laughs> specify you look like that creep Joe. <laughs> wow. Who, Who said that about me? That Was you it were your creep? sister? No. Who said that you look like Penn Badgley? No, but specifically. That's because that's what I want to know. I want to know who told you that you look like Penn Badgley. I thought it was like your sister, but they said it was specifically when he was like in his creeper outfit. Oh, I don't know. I just knew they said you looked like Plankton in this this SpongeBob musical. <laughs> so no, whatever. Lee did not say you look um, like Ben Badgley. They said you look like Plankton. Whatever. What are we talking about? <laughs> what 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 are the other things that happened? Lindsay Lohan publicly confirmed the rumors that she was dating Wilmer Valdez. No, 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 no. This is a classic (laughs) queer moment. You don't want me to tell you? You can picture what she looks like, right? The short hair, probably has a vest and a freaking hat on. Oh, my. Samantha Ronson. (laughs) I totally totally forgot this happened. Yeah. MySpace launched its MySpace music. <laughs> it tried. It really <laughs> tried. Uh. Um, and at this point, speaking of music, Apple had released its second generation iPod Touch. Mm. So we were on the way yep. to, the, to the iPhone. Yep. 
This is fucking sad and scary. DJ AM and Travis Barker oh, yeah, were the critically, plane crash. Yeah, critically injured in a plane crash yep. that killed four other people. Yep. Fucking bonkers. That's what's going on in the world right now. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm just starting high school when this came out. If I was scary fit- times. <laughs> right. If I was <laughs> You were a sophomore. I was a sophomore. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what was going on in the world when Demi released this album. Before we get into what we thought about the album, I just quickly want to say that don't forget debuted at number two on the Billboard 200 and it was eventually certified gold, meaning that it sold over 500,000 copies in the US. Again, since most of the album was co-written and co-produced by the Jonas Brothers, critics noted a similar sound between the artists. All Music wrote that it includes bright, sugary, snappy power pop fueled by big fuzzy guitars and big muscular hooks. What are fuzzy guitars? Well, it's like a sound on them. Yeah, like distorted, fuzzy. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. But I would say fuzzy is less distorted. Oh. Yeah. Digital Spy noted that the album sounds like a female front at Jonas Brothers. It does. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So I accidentally spoiled that part for myself because we try to keep our research separate. Because when I was listening, I was like, uh, "I was like, this just sounds like the Jonas Brothers. This is the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's literally. This is me. The Jonas Brothers. And the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> the review went on to say that Lovato's vocals on the album were. Uh, A lot better than her <laughs> no, acting. <sorry. laughs> I know. I, she, she gives me Hillary Duff acting vibes. I think they get better in Sunny with a Chance. Okay. Which I watched and loved and wish okay. there were more two seasons of. Okay. The review from Digital Spy even went on to say and compliment Demi, saying they're a stronger singer than the Jonases. In fact, their full-bodied vocal performances are consistently impressive. They meaning Demi. Uh, the reviewer even noted that the album's relatively risque moments come on the tracks that the Jonases have nothing to do with. <laughs> Entertainment Weekly graded the album a C and wrote the camp rock star Demi Lovato's debut album might be an, ind- an indication that today's crop of rocker girls are taking sexist, their in- sexist, misogyny, mm-hmm. misogyny are taking their inspiration from Ashley Simpson rather than say Janis Joplin. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, well, but who is this Michael Slizak? So <sighs> notice how not only are they just downplaying the skills of the quote unquote women they're mm-hmm. reviewing, right? Because mm-hmm. Dummy would have been perceived as a young girl. Mm-hmm. They are then making digs at another freaking star. Are you serious? And then, like, why? That's so unnecessary. Um, I hate that. Yeah. Digital Spy only gave the album three out of five stars. And, and kind of justified it by saying, none of its 11 songs are terrific. But none, none are terrible either. And Lovato makes a good first impression, coming off like a more innocent, less tryhard Katy Perry. <laughs> Wait, did they just throw shade at Katy Perry they in did. there too? Wow, okay. Who is this fucking reviewer? Uh, Nick Levine. From Fuck digi- you, from Nick digi- Levine. From Digital Spy. Fuck you. Uh, I mean, I don't really care about Katy Perry that much. But like, how are you going to say no? La La Land? Let's just get into it, because La La Land is the first track. The first track, but the second single. Okay. Who said, I can't wear my Converse with my dress, oh baby. Got to the Disney knees. The Disney knees. That's just me. <laughs> Do you hit your knees? Oh, 
uh, break the knees. Uh, uh, nah, 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 uh, uh. Yeah. Disney knees. Our one cat ran away when we started <laughs> singing. Like, darted out of the room. <laughs> Sorry, Palmer. La La Land was written by Demi, Joe Jonas, Nick Jonas, and Kevin. And it was also. Oh, all three of the bros. Yeah, and it was also produced by them all together alongside John Fields. Lovato said of the song, you know, it's about the pressure of fame. You get to Hollywood, and a lot of times people can try to shape you and mold you into what they want you to be. The song is just about keeping it real and trying to stay yourself when you're out in Hollywood. This song peaked at number 52 on the Billboard Hot 100, Criminal. It should have gone way more to the top. It's so good. It's so good. I like Even before we were like, oh, we're going to do this album... This is in my La La Land is in my like songs. Oh yeah, and I have it on my driving come, playlist. It, yeah, if it comes on, it's, it's staying a, you on. Play and it. every once in a mm-hmm. while, I'll seek it out. Like I mm-hmm. love this song, and it's not just because of nostalgia. Although no, because I didn't listen. To, I didn't listen to it. I, I'd never heard it as a kid. I heard it as a twenty-nine-year-old person. I was like, this is great. It's so good. The song was re-recorded for Demi's first remix album, uh, revamped. So that's cool. Like we, the song is so good, and I just want to say. It is, like, just amazing that a 16-year-old is singing like this. Those, the runs, the riffs, mm. if you, like, um, it, it's just out of this world. I feel like Demi kind of has the rasp that Nick Jonas forced. <laughs> Not that he was forcing it entirely. Nah, he was forcing but it. But, like, it definitely was like, oh, this is my thing, and I'm going to, like... Well, it's like the one reviewer said, like, does outsing the Jonas's. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Not that, I mean, they're great singers, right? Like, the Jonas Brothers can sing, but Demi is just on a whole other level. It's... When I just listened to uh, their performance of um, a Paris Hilton's Wedding that you showed me, <laughs> uh-huh. singing, um, what is it? I Will Always Love You. I Will Always Love You. I was like, holy shit. It was incredible. Yeah. And as you said, impressive that this was a. 16 year old said you said yeah 16 yeah and i i keep singing this around the house so i know you know what i'm talking about but it it happens around the two minute and 21 second mark when the music slows down and you think the song is just gonna like end on that like really low note of just like kind of losing all its air la la land you think it's gonna end there but then it goes oh it's so good she just like does this amazing riff Uh, it's iconic it i would at some point love to do a special like a march madness bracket of all of our best songs <gasps> so that's it, a great it would be march like promotion potential, right it would be like potential breakup song uh la la land mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sneaker night <laughs> yeah, oh my god sneaker night's going out early but that's so funny i love that but anyway it's did just you, incredible song did you watch the video for la la land i did and so for for anyone who hasn't seen the music video, it begins with Lovato being interviewed on a talk show called Rumor Has It with Benny Beverly. After introducing herself to the audience, you know, Beverly asked Lovato, what is it like being a star? And then the video gets started off with, um, you know, Lovato's walking around in public. There's paparazzi all around. It's basically just showing while fame tends to change everyone, Demi is remaining true to herself i was like she looks so young here i wrote i was like they're a fetus here yes they are 
baby. A and, baby. And I don't know if you realize this because you didn't watch Sunny with a Chance. Those people interviewing her, the, yes, the photographer who was, all, yes, who was the, sorry. The, like, the, the fake photographer, they're all... I meant, sorry, I had that. La La Land was used to promote Lovato's then upcoming Disney Channel sitcom, Sunny with a Chance. Yep. So it features all yep, her I was going to say, because Sunny with a Chance came out and, in early 2009. So it made sense that it yes, would feature them. And even... and. Dallas Lovato's in this music video. Oh my god, is she the one who like is crank looks cranky at her on the red carpet and is annoyed with her? Yes, I, I think th- I don't know. I thought that was. I mean, if they look you alike, then yes. I, yeah, I thought it, when I saw, it, I was like, I bet that's one of their sisters. Yeah. Before we get into more about about the video, I just wanted to say about the actual music for the guitar. <laughs> is this too high praise to say the guitar riffs? It reminds me of a Queen song. It gives me Queen. I vibes. feel it. It gives me Queen vibes. Yeah. Okay. The Jonas not- Brothers would be creaming right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Queen? Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Who says? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and then in the video, you see them on the red carpet mm-hmm. with like their converse with the dress mm-hmm. and then i think the step and repeat in the background yeah says and it says like world premiere or whatever but i feel like the typeface is actually a nod to like the typeface on the album cover mm-hmm. the little details the little details quick notes i just got to get out of the way for the music video the bowler hat and vest Iconic. Iconic. Watch out, sneaker night outfit. <laughs> <laughs> we should do. We should do an outfit. Oh, <laughs> March I would, Madness bracket too. I thought she looked so cute, and if I could have worn that outfit I when I was a kid, too. I would have yeah, worn it because I was like, it's masculine, but it's still like within like the rigidity of what femininity yes. is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That would have like if I <laughs> that would have made I my have little gay heart like sing. Oh yes. Oh, queers. Oh. We all find each other in the end. So <laughs> we do. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that stood out to me <laughs> in the music video, I don't know what the rights situation was. It says, I still eat at Ronald's. Wait, stop. Instead I of, thought I heard instead that. Instead of, I, I still eat McDonald's. Why? Okay. Why in the music video? You know, I wonder if it's because they were putting it, it was a video and they were going to be showing it over and over again on commercials. And, like, if you're streaming or the CD, it's not going to be, like, have that visual playing over and over again. So I don't know if that's part of what the deal was. But I'm, like, what? I'm, like, the CD says McDonald's. <laughs> so why does the music video say at Ronald? All right. So on Reddit, someone said uh, on the Mandela effect, Demi Lovato's La La Land song lyrics. This is a song from, you know, Demi's Disney days. I remember hearing it when I was younger. And I thought the lyric was, I'm not a supermodel. I still eat at Ronald's. <laughs> I, I remember this because I thought it made sense that Disney might not want to explicitly support McDonald's. But now when I hear and look up the lyrics, it's I still eat at McDonald's. McDonald's. Spooky Freesia. Give you a shout out. Well, we have the, the video. If you watch it, it's yeah. not in your head. They said, please both- apply to them. They. This is from three years ago. I think that would get Who cute. cares? But then we can plug. <laughs> but someone said... <laughs> Social media marketing. <laughs> Someone commented, both versions exist. As far as I know, the Eat at Ronald's version was used for the music video so they could use it during commercial breaks on Disney. That's what without I said. Infringing copyright. That's what I said. She's in advertising. That's why she knows. <laughs> I'm in PR. It's like, ah, we're giving them free publicity. Uh, you, do, you do the step and repeats, right? <laughs> That's all we do. <laughs> That's our whole job. <laughs> <is to laughs> a 
comment on the video said, this is the ultimate I'm not like the other girl's anthem. No shade, though. I was a pick-me, too, at that age. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. we all? <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. This is hella catchy. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think of it as being a pick-me until I read that comment. And I was like, oh, yeah. I, it is a little pick-me. Yeah. It's not as intense pick-me as some other songs no. we've reviewed. Like some, like, Emily Osment songs. Uh, yeah. Those were some really bad pick-me songs. Yeah. The converse with the dress became a pick me thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it that's did. what it was. And I think it didn't help that. Uh, when did Twilight come out? Because I'm pretty sure Bella goes to a, a dance yeah. and wears converse with a boring ass dress. <sighs> Alas, we got to get a little sad. Mm. <sighs> mm-hmm. It's sad listening to the lyrics, knowing the context and reality of, of Demi's situation. Quote, well, I'm not going to change in the La La Land machine, which also is the whole idea of our podcast. Yes, I we literally... We should have called it the La La Machine. No. <laughs> no. La La Land Machine is a girl-manufactured anthem. It yes. encapsulates yes. everything this podcast is about. Yes. And the machine did not treat her well. They were actually essayed by a co-star on the set of Camp Rock. What? Yep. And they went to production and nothing really became of it. They after yeah, they told yeah. someone. They opened up and when nothing really happened. And they were what, like sixteen there then? Yeah, fifteen. I oh wait, sorry, 15 Camp Rock, so even earlier, yeah, oh my I think god. Fifteen. Fifteen or sixteen. And then yeah, so was touring and filming was filmed and then toured all right after that happened. And at this point, Demi had already been dealing with intense, intense bullying at school. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because I'm mean, being on TV, like made it worse and oh. stuff to the point where, like, I think finally was convinced her parent to like let them be homeschooled. Oh my god! Yeah, Jesus. and like I think that con- like you were just to mad that too. you weren't fucking famous for real. But yeah, things are rough for them and and like i talked about their parents so mm. that compounded with the stress and odd power that you have mm. as a teenager yeah i mean she even talked about that um about being a role model and the pressure of having that put on you And Demi said, when I first started in the industry, I was with Disney Channel and everyone kind of just made of me a role model. And I hated that. I was Mm. partying. I was self-medicating. You Mm. don't know what I'm suffering with. Why would you want your kids to be like me? And felt so much guilt and shame over that. That led to the cutting. And of course, more drug use. Oh, God. I didn't know they self-harmed. Yeah. Well, that's why uh, they have the Stay Strong tattoos on their wrists to cover oh. the, scar- the scars. And that's also, I guess, something fans would say to them. Got it. But yeah, and she apparently was already on opiates at this point because there was an injury or something, or a surgery, I forget. I, th- I thought it was but a car was, accident. I think then it must have been a car yeah. Something where she was prescribed opiates and then became oh addicted God. as like a child. Oh, and then the bullying reminds me of like, what's the line in La La Land about like, some say I need to be afraid of losing everything because of how I made my start and how I made my name. Mm. Being on Disney Channel mm-hmm. and the pressure of 
aging out of that system and what that's going to be like. And yeah. I mean, at this point, Demi had just begun. You know, she had just mm-hmm. gotten into Disney, but still, like, they fired Annalisa twenty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they fired her. Disney fired her twice. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, listen to our uh, Disney Channel Circle of Stars episode. Yeah, but you know, great song, but just you know, with hindsight, it's like, ooh. well, I will say that after hearing them re-perform it on the revamped right gives it new life and this energy where like you can as a fan connect with them about wow look at how much growth this has been Mm -hmm. and the i will stay the same almost feels powerful now that we know about their truth of Mm -hmm. what was going on so if you took like the lyrics I will like I'm not going to change and you know her just staying who she is I mean was she projecting that no like to the public no but like for her as a person now that we know that like she's still very open about she's like I'm a flawed human yeah I am like people relapse like she had that whole song sober when she like I think that's what it was called when after years she relapsed like she has always had this struggle and to now see this growth and I don't know acceptance in a mm-hmm. way at least from the perspective of a fan i think it is powerful and the vocals are cuckoo bananas the high notes S- so good for sure so get back this is the album's debut single mm. you know it was a jonas pen track and apparently the inspiration of get back was lovato not wanting to write a mean or heartbroken song as she felt that there was enough of them. So instead, she wanted to write a song about getting back together with an old boyfriend. Ooh. Yeah. And that's it, cute. Yeah, the song received positive reviews from critics. It peaked at number 43 on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah, so what did you think? I love Get Back. It's fun. I like. It's a great I song. I liked it actively back then. The vocals were amazing. And then the, the run that she does towards the end of the song... I liked it. It's. I won't say I like it better than La La Land, though, but I like it. Agreed. La La Land is definitely my number one, and this would be my number two. Yeah. Uh, the the the, mu- um, <laughs> the backing when she was just, you won't answer your phone. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. yeah. Like the, the echo or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I had almost forgotten about this banger. Like, mm. I never forgot about La La I Land, but I did. Back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm, I added it to my like songs. Let's talk about the music video. It begins with a shot of the Manhattan Bridge. Lovato and her band are seen uh, on a small stage on top of a building. Lovato's, you know, just in a great outfit. The skinny accessory scarf. The red gloves. I love the red gloves. Don't even fully cover her hand. No, just like the fingers and half her palm. It's weird. (laughs) I love them. I want them. (laughs) And then the... The band is giving very like um it's a lot of Billy Joel Armstrong. No, yeah. not Billy Joel, Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs> Just the green day, like the yeah. reds the red ties with the black yes. like button downs. Did you write down or did you note the comment from Fabiana forty ninety three? No. <laughs> the day Demi decides to release a pop rock album, I again I will lose my shit. Update twenty twenty two. I am losing my <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> which was also me when holy fuck came out yeah holy fuck's really fucking good i have not listened to holy fuck you could if when you hear it and i hope to eventually 
review it because she has a lot of albums. Oh, we're gonna go through all of them because Demi broke the mold. Demi did break the mold. Yes, we've got to cover all their shit. Yeah, holy fuck, leans into like rock and metal, and yeah. this is probably this is uh pop rock or whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. Power, what'd you call it? Power pop. Yeah, it's still you could see how it's more rock and like a skyscraper you know what i mean like those yeah. are more just regular pop <laughs> takes her back f- to her roots. roots yes holy fuck goes back to <laughs> don't forget <laughs> the, the yow <laughs> i wish i could do it because she can sing the yow sounds mm-hmm. great can you do one let me hear a yow yow oh that was good eh, it was all right that was eh. better than mine <clears throat> i wrote down because i was noting the video too in New York City, singing in front of a bridge. Don't ask me which one. <laughs> I don't know New York. <laughs> uh, train wreck. <sighs> the song is about an unstable man and how, despite <laughs> his reckless behavior, both people in the relationship have managed to remain together through their tumultuous relationship. I also want to say that this is the only song, and it kind of breaks my heart. It was the only song on the album album completely written by demi themselves damn it just broke my heart because like, you're you romanticizing know? this toxic relationship yeah and like the fact that you even like kind of know of this experience to write about it mm-hmm. at 15 that's like when we we're reviewing the one song by um lalane and it was the <sighs> song the one song that she had written herself mm-hmm. was the most heartbreaking yeah song listen to that episode if you haven't seen it um yeah. But yeah, it was like you're 16 and you're writing like this. That's why it's like, don't try and minimize and invalidate children's feelings because they can feel shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when she was abusing opi- opiates at freaking 13, 14, or like starting then, she felt like horrible. And then to have all this weight of the world and all these mm-hmm. freaking tweens and then. And your own family and relying on fam- you. Yeah, and- you're you're paying the bills. Yeah. All the freaking gross corporate daddies, like Ugh. gross Hollywood fuckers yep. who are creepy with kids yep. to deal with all of that, mm. and then oh, and then have their home life. Mm. Like, <sighs> this is really when you're like, fame and money isn't everything. Like, yes. M- it makes the the world money does make the world go round and we need it and it's yeah. nice. I mean, we don't need capitalism, but you know what I mean. But like, we need money because of capitalism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I wrote, "You're a train wreck," but I wouldn't love you if you changed me to my younger self. Oh, but then I wrote, "JK, I would love to have made better decisions. <laughs> I wish that I was not a train wreck, but I was." Mm. Oh, sorry. One more line. You fled from medication because it only causes pain. Mm. Part of me is like, are they singing about one of their parents? Like, I know that these are all Ooh. usually posed and packaged as like a, about a ex mm. or a current romantic interest. But I could see this being about one of her parents. I mean, I'm pretty sure their mom was abusing Adderall, I think. So I wouldn't be surprised if this was not just about a love interest, but also taken from her home life uh, so we get that downer and then we get party it was such <laughs> a weird but i will say i did love train wreck i okay. think it's fun okay it's fun but yeah 
party, man. It's about letting loose, allowing yourself to have fun. This was probably like my least favorite song on the album. And I would say if, if we were to like just put it on, this would be an instant skip. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for it. It wasn't my least favorite, but I did write down, this is about to be corny, isn't it? Based on that title alone. Oh, okay. corny. Come on, Texas. Bring it home for me, baby. Wait, did they say that? I yes. Was, I they said it in the bring it home for me, baby. Yeah, Dallas, Texas. Bring it home for me, baby. Oh, my God. This is also sad thinking about partying because it's supposed to be like for kids party on and like oh. they're partying like actually partying. Oh, and we do get another yow <laughs> in party. Yow! The worst line I'd say of this album is get your party on. Worst line of the album. Yeah. But I don't think it was that annoying. It was fine. I, like I, I wouldn't seek this out and be like, yo, put party by Demi on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to say it's a bad song. It's not a bop. Though. But it's not a bop. It's not a bop. It's not a bop. All right. On the line featuring the boy band, the Jonas Brothers. The Jonas Brothers. Yes. It's about a relationship that was so perfect that it was destined to crash and burn. And then ultimately, it ends in a breakup. I can't with Nick Jonas's vocals. <laughs> Do a Nick impression. Never! <laughs> like, he just... Wait, I'm trying to think what's a Jonas Brothers song where he does something. Red dress! Red dress! Wait, so I went to school. I went to school in uh, central new york and there's a you know a state fair every year and i forget what year it was but one of the years performing at the state fair was fifth harmony who i saw i saw them yeah we'll do their album soon uh but i saw fifth harmony but also on another date of the state fair was nick jonas he (gasps) he performed i didn't see just nick just nick yeah i didn't see him that night but he came one of the greater jonas's Yes, but he came on the campus, and I think he ate at Funkin' Waffles, which is like this this like really popular place. I performed there a few times. Oh, um, he ate at the Funkin' Waffles, and like people were taking photos of him. And then one of the servers stole his fork that he used. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, good idea, <laughs> right? I wrote about this song. I want to hear this as a contemporary musical theater song because basically Ooh. it is one. <laughs> I enjoyed that there was a lot of phone, not puns, but kind of like, we'll leave it on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they talk a lot about communicating on the phone, calling, leaving voicemails. Mm-hmm. Leave it on the line. I was like, okay. I feel like Nick's raspy vocals, again, they go well with dummies. Yeah, I mean, I think he forces it a lot, and it is he clearly doesn't sing like that anymore because he knows, like, oh, I'm gonna fuck my vocals up if I exactly. His voice, yeah. It's just, it's a little try hard. Well, many, many once teen girls (laughs) would disagree with you. They were distraught when they heard he had diabetes. Oh my god! Teen girls everywhere were not the same. Don't forget it's the next song up, and it was the album's third and final single. It's title released, track. Yep, title track released uh, released in 2009. L- according to Lovato, it's one of the songs on the album that they most relate to, 
Interesting. And then Musically Don't Forget is a mid-tempo glam rock ballad that features Lovato singing with breathy falsetto vocals. Again, this was another song that was re-recorded for uh, the remix album Revamped. I Yeah, her vocals are amazing on this. Like the emotion and the expression. And again, especially for a 16-year-old. I'm going to keep driving this point home because she's 16. Hillary Duff. Like, <laughs> when I make fun I of d- Hillary Duff, I don't, I don't <laughs> care because it can be done. 16-year-olds can belt like this. It's clear. Demi does it. Very passionate. Yes. <laughs> but I, no, I loved mm, I loved the chorus's melody. It's chef's kiss. I wrote under Don't Forget, but I did forget, Dummy. And how could I? Like, <laughs> I loved this song when it came out. And I like, it's like I'm rediscovering it. I'm like, <gasps> and it's when so you watch the music good. video as a kid, too, mm. the drama of the music video. Do you did you see it? It's. We can talk about the music video. So she, uh, originally there were different video treatments. <gasps> oh, there's lore. Yes, there were different video treatments written, but Demi rejected all of them uh, as they wanted to come up with the idea themselves. Alas, the video begins in a tour bus with Lovato's band. They're sitting next to the window, you know, clearly looking very distraught. Like they're crying yep, or they then, have been crying. Yep, and then the song progresses. They walk out uh, of the bus in the rain holding an umbrella. Then they're, uh, they walk into an amusement park where... Lovato stands in front of a carousel in the rain. Like, it's just so... Knowing that they rejected other treatments and they were like, I wanted to come up with this idea. Again, it's so it's sad. So like When you is, know the truth... Yes. Because it's like, again, she's like, oh, you want to say it's like melodramatic. No. Yeah. Believe teens. Believe kids. Yeah. Like, these feelings are real. A little girl literally was like, no, this is what I relate to. That, that's crying in the freaking yeah. rain on the tour bus alone, yeah. not feeling understood at all. Yeah. And Lovato, like I said, it's one of the songs on the album that she most relates to. It's heartbreaking. That's why I feel like she's so expressive in this song vocally because she was feeling it. Like, mm-hmm. it just makes this song so poignant. It, it's just like, ugh. Then the record player static at the end. Oh, and she was just. Don't forget. <laughs> oh, and then like oh, the, the one so point good. after the, the second time she sings the chorus, the beat drops and then it brings in this like raging guitar and mm-hmm. drums. And now and she in the video, the she's chorus. on stage outside with the pouring rain. Ugh. Their whole, her whole band. Oh, don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. Like I did. Yeah. I'm I, so happy. It's in my liked songs now. Yeah. I want to read these three comments quickly from yes. the music video. I think they relate. At Play Mommy said, Oh, okay. She really put us in our feelings about a relationship we were never in. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely like where you just pretend Mm -hmm. you you don't have actual like heartbreak yet, but you might have had a crush Mm -hmm. that like uh, just pretending and then you want to look out the car when it's raining. (laughs) Um, Such a mood. At Madison Sierra 3125 wrote, Demi was literally the Olivia of my childhood. The talent they have unmatched. That's so true. Wow. I love this comparison. Next, we have Gonna Get Caught. It's again uh, written along with the Jonas Brothers. It's about a guy that's so charming and alluring, but he's a fuckboy. Mm-hmm. Kind, kind of, mind games. Kind of like Joe Jonas. Ooh, ooh. 
In an interview with Stephen Colbert on June 16, 2016, Demi revealed that the song is about Joe Jonas. <gasps> so they were dating at this point? Quote, they said, I was a little burned at a tender age of 15. And what do you do? You write a song about <gasps> it. I was writing my first album and I was writing a song called Gonna Get Caught. And Joe was in the room and we were all writing together. And he was like, well, maybe it has like a happy ending. And I was like, no, I think he gets caught and everybody sees that he's a heartbreaker. <gasps> Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Thank you for finding that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn. Because I kept trying to figure out the relationship timeline with Joe Jonas. And yeah, like some, so maybe they some were, article maybe said they were 2020, 2010, right. but they seemed like they must have had an on and off thing. And you know why? It probably wasn't public at that point. Because he was 18 or 19. So... Yeah. When you're a baby, those three years make a difference. They do. You're not fully baked until 25 <laughs> at least. So what you think of the song? I This is one of my least favorite songs. Yeah. I said, again, it's lower on my list of songs. I'd probably put it at like number 10. It's not bad. I just like, I really don't care for it. I would skip it. I said, if this were on a less impressive album, I'd have liked it more. Hmm, that's, yeah, that's a, because that's a right? I love that point. Because yeah. if this were on the Emily Osment CD. Yeah, I'd be like, this is the, this, this is, is it, this yeah. is great. <laughs> but like, no, this is a impressive album to me. Yeah. And so I'm just like. Sorry, Joe Bros. This was some of your less stellar but work. But that's, is that Joe Jonas singing in the background of it too? Like there were male backing vocals right? or it was nick i think they mentioned in this interview that nick kind of helped them write the song because joe was like oh. yeah i, I enjoy the breakdown of it the most mm -hmm. i love a good breakdown we all love a good breakdown next up two worlds collide it's a song about a young couple who find strength through each other and it was featured on the disney channel original movie princess protection program did you see that movie? It was with Demi and Selena Princess Gomez. Production. Yeah, it was. Say that five times. Not next. good. So, all right. Demi's the better singer. Right. Selena's, Selena's the, the better, better actress. actress. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's so clearly not authentic to Demi and clearly written for that movie. Yeah. Because they were not sheltered. Like, they were a goddamn child star with fucked up parents. Like, yeah. Um, I would believe this if Hilary Duff was... <laughs> Singing it in a date in about Joel yeah, Madden. <laughs> yeah. But I know, like you said, this is for Princess Protection Program. So obviously the princess is the very sheltered one mm -hmm. and the other, but whatever. But I, even though it doesn't feel authentic to Demi, it was still like a beautiful song, I thought. Like yeah. it wasn't bad. Yeah. Oh, it definitely was not bad. The song was probably better than the Princess Protection Program movie. Oh, um. it was. <laughs> um, what I wrote about the music. Mm -hmm. If this were slowed down in the beginning and then built up, it could be an uh. Avril song. <gasps> Stop. I have in my notes kind of reminded me of something from Avril Lavigne's debut album. Yes. Especially. Stop. especially we're like so right, in tune. We're we really <sighs> uh, in tune. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Next, we have The Middle. And this was the song, again, that was written by Cara DeGuardi. And in it, Demi is singing about pursuing a relationship with a mysterious but intriguing man. And they're not really caring about where it's ended or even if it ends abruptly, kind of just in the middle, if you will. Mm. I wrote, this song is somewhere in the middle of my ranking. Yeah, again, I put like forgettable. So yeah, it, yeah, would, have, it would be lower. Not memorable. Yeah. However, 
I felt like some of the lines were kind of provocative for Disney. Uh-huh. The second I saw you, I just knew I found my ride. I just want to be rolling with you. And like when she sings rolling with you, it's not like in the Vanessa Hudgens where they're trying to like use A-A-V-E and be like, oh, we're rolling <laughs> together, right? right? Like They mean like literally they mean like physically. Physically <laughs> rolling. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. This is why Emily Osmond, I'm like, you should have just signed with Hollywood Records for your first freaking album. Yeah. Got the, you could have pushed it to this. Mm-hmm. She She didn't do anything edgier than this song. No. And missed all the opportunity to have the marketing backing of Disney. Yeah. Fool. Fool. Then we move into Until You're Mine. And I, listen, y'all, Paige played me this song before I'd even listened to it. And I was like, oh, are you listening to some of Demi's newer stuff? And Paige was like, no, like this is on Don't Forget. I was like, this amazing pop rock ballad? Mm-hmm. Like, I I couldn't believe this was on it's her first so album. It's so good. It, it stands out so much. And the fact that I'm hearing it today and I'm like, oh, like this came out, you know, a couple of years ago. I love the guitar riff in the beginning. Uh, and and the just the melody of that verse is so beautiful. Her voice is like silk. Like, it's just... Demi is incredible. I'm like, are we being dickmatized by Demi? And it's like, <laughs> this stuff's really bad. Or I'm like, is, like yeah. is it good? Their daddy energy, <laughs> their daddy mommy energy is just so intense. I know people get really annoyed with Demi as a celebrity because it's they, fa- they're, yeah. they're self-involved. I feel the way about Demi, how I feel about Taylor Swift. I love their, their craft, their music. But I'm like, I don't care for you as a person. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy Demi more than Taylor. Yeah, because her favorite dish is a mug. (laughs) I'm rooting for Demi. Yes. I'm rooting for Demi. I don't want to root for Taylor Swift. I'm Mm -hmm. not. I'm actively like, come on. Mm -hmm. But Demi, I'm like, come on. Girl, boy, whatever. You've got this. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, I would say until your mind is like the the one non-single that aged really well yeah yeah anything else Mm-mm. all right then finally uh, we come to believe in me <sighs> this song was just heartbreaking yeah and demi actually said of the song there's a song i wrote about myself that i hope fans will react to and connect with the song is about feeling insecure and just not feeling pretty and i hope girls my age can relate to it because I just felt like there needed to be a song about how not everyone has confidence. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's true. That poor baby. Because that quote is from what? When they were 15? Probably I'm 15, assuming. 16? Yeah. I think it was a really wise decision, even if it's not my favorite song musically, mm-hmm. to make it the last track. Mm-hmm. Because La La Land starts with them being like i'm not gonna change right. um it's super optimistic and strong it's a little mm-hmm. naive though mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i feel like in believe in me it's almost like admitting that they were a little naive about that yeah um like finally openly admitting to falling into the la la land trap like they even sing a few la la laws yes which i thought was interesting i yes. thought that was a, a a clever little callback yeah um, it's still a hopeful song at the end. I guess I always knew that I have the strength to make it through. Like it's 
it does that mm-hmm. thing where it changes the lines yep. in the chorus as you go on. Yep. I'm going to wake up feeling beautiful. That line, I'm going to wake up feeling beautiful. Mm. That was, I think, probably my favorite line in the entire album. Mm-hmm. Because I felt that. Should we talk about the album cover? I know you had strong feelings. Yes. So I play the guitar. Well, I oh mean, I, I, used, I used to play more. <laughs> I, I used to play Are they more. not holding the guitar right? Because they know how to play the guitar. They learned, no. they learned instruments well, when they were little. It's not about how they're holding the guitar. <laughs> but I will say the guitar they have. When I was growing up, I wanted the same exact colorway with the oh. maroon with the maroon guitar and then the black pick guard. And I wanted that you know, same colorway and the same model, but it's a it's a Gibson SG and it's like a th- like a thousand upon thousand dollar guitar. So there was no way my parents were ever gonna Would buy it. Would you have it. liked to be Demi Lovato if you saw them performing this? Oh yeah. This music video when you were that age. Yeah. Because I know now you wouldn't want to be that femme, but right. like No, as a kid I would have Loved it. Um, but, okay, so my one critique, my one critique, the, like, her outfit is impractical. She has on... I that it's boring. It's impractical in that she has on leather gloves on her left hand. No holes cut out for the finger. So I don't know how she's going to play the guitar. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I just thought the outfit itself was boring compared <laughs> to other things that I've seen them style her in. Yeah. They were playing it safe, but I was like, what? Who on set thought that was a good idea? And my neurodivergent ass is like, what's with the. F- Why do you have gloves on and the good. You're not. What? <laughs> Other than the boring outfit, I think that it fit the vibe of the album and like what they were going for. It felt yeah. very Jonas Brothers to me. Even. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the painted, the different hand painted, don't forget's behind her. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, okay. I'm so glad we did this album. It was almost like a breath of fresh air after the last few that we've listened to. And again, and you know, some may think that I'm being tough on some other singers on this podcast when they're 16 and singing. But again, Demi was 15, 16 when they recorded this. So it's possible. That reminds me because I know you're throwing shade at secretly throwing shade at Hillary. Yes. Um, there's backstage footage from the Burning Up tour, mm-hmm. which Demi was on, and <laughs> they were saying about performing, it would be easier with backup dancers, but she didn't want them. <laughs> so take that, Hillary. <laughs> My other thought. Knowing, again, knowing what we know now about Demi and La La Land, it breaks my heart. And while we didn't know this at the time, you know, Demi was already struggling with substance abuse, as you said. And I just, I wish they could have been surrounded by better people and that they could have been protected mm. and nurtured in a way that they needed. Yes. You yes. Know, it's, it's Who wh- you're surrounded by matters so much. Yeah. And while they're incredibly talented, you know, they were only 16. So I'm like, I'm torn of like having this great body of work, but at the same time, it coming at the cost, mm-hmm. of, you know, of Demi getting to be a kid and like getting their to be mental normal health, and, their yes. physical health, everything. Yeah. I mean, even if they weren't taking all those drugs, drinking mm-hmm. and all of that, they're flying out for pilots like yeah. back 
two back, all that performing. Yeah, would fly out eight weeks at a time for pilot seasons. I think a comment on the La La Land music video just sums it up best. 14 years later, we've seen her date grown men in her teens, have eating disorders, multiple addictions. Now she sings to aliens and whatnot. (laughs) I thought it was a ghost. (laughs) I don't know. Demi is proof of the fact. She's a fighter, but fighting on your own only can do so much. And so I just want to say, Demi, I'm sorry that the La La Land machine ate you up and spit you out. Damn, well, that was part of the comment? Sorry, I decided that part about that. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about the apology. Um, honestly, ditto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as for what's next for Demi, it's here we go again. And here we go again indeed. Mm. It's in 2009 it comes out. Oh, God, they were really working her. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we'll listen to Gosh. next when we decide to come back to Demi. Yeah. and Let a kid just be a kid. God damn it. Now we got to go listen to some Allison Stoner podcasts. Yes. All right. Thank you, everyone. 